podcast is for investment professionals only. The value of investments will fluctuate, which will cause prices to fall as well as rise, and investors may not get back the original amount they invested. Past performance is not a guide to future performance. The information and views expressed should not be taken as a recommendation, advice, or forecast. Hello, and welcome to the Investment Podcast. How do we find a special situation investment? What kind of work do we do before making an investment? What is our role once the investment is completed? In this podcast, I want you to bring you inside the investment team and give you a front row view of the investment process, from the investment idea to the progressive refinements, to the decision on next steps and exit, a sense of the highs and lows, the steps backwards and the step forwards of the investment process and all of the hard work that goes into it. My name is Riccardo Cumerlato. I am the client director of the restructuring and debt solution team at MNG. Today, I will sit down with Andrew Amos. Andrew is the co-head of the team and co-fund manager of our distress and special situation funds. My plan is to quiz Andrew on an investment he has led, a music copyrights platform called Seeker Music Group. Music copyrights has become a popular investment class recently, but Andrew tells me we have done it in a different way. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Andrew. Thanks for joining me today. Let's start with the basics. What is a Seeker Music Group? Thanks, Ricardo. The Seeker Music Group is a, a platform that M&G has built for buying and actively managing music copyrights. Uh, music copyrights are a really interesting asset class for uh, an investment manager like M&G because they provide very stable income from the sales of music and streaming and radio and TV usage. Um, so yeah, it's our proprietary um, uh, music copyrights platform. Now, if I recall it correctly, Seeker has already purchased a number of portfolios. Give me a sense of the kind of artists they include. Sure. Well, we, we, we started the project a, a few years ago, and the goal when we established the, the, the platform for building up the, plat, uh, the, the portfolio was to make sure that we had a diversified um, uh, range of catalogs, diversified by genre and by artist and with a focus on, on number one songs, um, because these are, the, these are the qualities that, that provide that, that, that stable income that we're looking for. So in, in the pop genre, we've got artists like J-Lo and Ariana Grande. In uh, the R&B um, uh, genre, we've got songs from Beyonce and Drake. Uh, in hip hop, we have uh, some classic hip hop, from artists like Tupac and Run the Jewels. And we also have um, you know, a large uh, collection of country songs with number one artists like Sam Hunt and Luke Bryan. Okay, I can recognize a few names there, which says a lot. Now, you're a former lawyer who has a restructuring and special situation team. How did you end up investing in Adriana Grande's songs? Well, we... we in our, in our team, we, we've got a very broad mandate. You know, we've got a special situations team that 
is always looking for higher yielding opportunities and investments in asset classes that provide returns that are not correlated to wider markets. And, and music copyrights really you know, meet that criteria. Um, you know, we have regular introductions to experienced management teams across various sectors. And, um, and, 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 and we were given such an introduction to a management team in this case. And so we embarked on a, on a detailed research project with industry experts and, and discovered the, the, the current strategy that we're now implementing. So you're telling me that this didn't come as a fully formed idea. You had to test it and develop it before it became investable. Is that, is that the case? That, that's right. That, that's often the case. So when we're innovating like this, when we're developing new um, investment platforms and opportunities to invest in new asset classes, um, it, it often just starts with an idea and we have to develop and, and evolve that idea. Um, in this case, we, we got involved and, and conducted a, a three-month industry deep dive um, that helped us sort of come up with a proposed strategy for the, for the business, for the platform. Uh, and then we took that proposed strategy and we recruited some independent experts to help us test that strategy. And we took the strategy out to about 60 meetings with uh, industry experts um and 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 got right into the detail of what the opportunity was and how we could position ourselves to create the best um investment platform in the in, in the sector once we had that settled um strategy um we 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 then implemented by uh, recruiting the right executives for that strategy um what we landed on was a strategy that was focused on acquiring smaller catalogs at uh, lower cost, at lower multiples, um, and then building a team that could actively manage those catalogs. Um, and then alongside that, creating our own creative licensing capability. So this is a, um, a team of people that drive the usage of the, of, of, of the music by creating new versions of songs, by promoting um, samples of our songs being used in new music, um, and, um, and 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 so far the strategy is 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 delivering on its uh, on its promise. Okay, I think you already gave me an idea of what uh, of the answer to what I'm going to ask, but let's go into some additional detail. So we mentioned you are a restructuring specialist. Your background is not in music. So how did you manage to get comfortable with this investment in music? What, which kind of tools did you use? So, so once we've been through that um, to industry deep dive and we've evolved the strategy and settled the strategy and, and, and built the, um, the sort of expert executive team to go off and execute, uh, we also stand up uh, a, a board, an independent board. And so between the... The, the, the board of non-executive directors and the investment committee that's created within that board. And then the experts that we have in the executive team, we have a lot of industry experience. So it's not the case that we as you know, an asset manager suddenly become experts in, in, in music and in creative licensing and the active management of music copyrights. 
we just build the best team of industry experts that we can. And in the case of the executive team, you know, the, the, the CEO, the CFO and the COO are all industry veterans with, you know, 20 plus years experience. Um, in turn, they've gone on to hire a specialist team, people that are very experienced in sourcing and acquiring catalogs, uh, a team that's very experienced with the active management of catalogs and making sure that we're collecting all the royalties and all the revenue that's available from the assets. And then um, they've, they've built a creative licensing capability, which, I've, which, which, which we've already touched on. Okay. Thank, thanks, Andrew. That, that makes it much clearer on how you got comfortable with the, with the investment. Now, the, you mentioned all the work you've done before. Now, it's Seeker is uh, up and running. Do you have anything else to do or can you just sit back and relax and, and wait for the cash to come in? No, MNG yeah continues to be very actively involved in in the strategy, um, and we're involved on on a number of different levels. Um, pr- primarily, we provide you know, direct support to the executive team. Um, we make sure that the administration of the business itself is um, is is industry leading. We make sure that they've got top of market financial control. We make sure that they're recruiting the best people and retaining the best people that they can. And uh, we bring all of our experience with those functions, those business functions to the to, to the enterprise. Um, we also are represented on the board. So there are MG um, employees on the board and on the investment committee, making sure that the uh, independent board of directors and the executive are following the very strict uh, investment process that we've built for the business. Um, and we continue to support the business and monitor its financial performance as well. Make sure that all the revenue that we were forecasting would be generated from the assets is being generated and, and, and collected efficiently. And then finally, we're involved in developing the long-term strategy for, for the business. You know, working together with the board and with the executive, we look at portfolio composition um, M&A opportunities for the platform and optimizing the financing of the platform as well. So there's a very close contact and ongoing involvement with um, Seeker. Okay, that's, that's, that's clear. Thank you. Now, one of the reasons we are having this conversation, apart of the fact that it's, it's a very interesting investment, in my opinion, but it's also because of the fact that the music copyright is quite popular right now um you know i was checking the bbc news website the other day and there was this news about neil young selling his catalog so clearly there are a lot of investors looking at this asset class is seeker trying to do things any differently than the others yeah i mean i think when we did our analysis of the sector we saw exactly that high level of institutional interest in the asset class that you're talking about um, there has been a lot of capital coming in from from uh, large institutional investors over the last uh, five years in particular. And, and what those investors tend to do is focus on much larger catalogs. So they're looking to buy um, consolidated, diversified catalogs of sort of $100 million plus size. Um, and that's because they're running really primarily sort of passive uh, scale um, businesses. Um, 
the approach that, that we've taken, the real opportunity we saw was in looking at much smaller catalogs where there's no real institutional bid. Um, and so we built a team that's full of, you know, as, as I've said, industry um, veterans with, with lots of contacts and direct relationships with, with writers and creatives and artists. And we're focused on that part of the market where we can buy a single songwriter catalog um, with, with values in the sort of few million or less than 10 million where there's no institutional bid um, for, the, for, for the assets. So that means we can buy at much lower multiples uh, and much more attractive prices. Um, our plan over time is to roll up all of those smaller catalogs, single songwriter catalogs, into a much larger diversified uh, portfolio of assets. And so through that process, we're going to get that uplift in value and we can build something that, that, that might be of interest to institutional investors. Seeker is also different because it's, it's really set up for active management of the assets. So each time uh, the executive proposes an investment, they also have to present to the board on what their specific creative plan is for those songs. And they need to be able to illustrate that we can generate from the acquisition and through active management incremental revenue so that we're going to be able to generate uh, a return um, in a, around the sort of 15% range over the life of the, the investment. And that's all driven from, from the active management of the assets. Um, and then the final element is, is the creative licensing that we've touched on a couple of times. So this is a, a team of writers uh, within Seeker who come up with uh, innovative and creative ways to use existing songs in, in new ways and generate um, uh, new revenue from those songs. So creating covers, creating versions that can be used in film and TV uh, and, and, and promoting the use of samples from old songs in new songs. And that drives a lot of incremental revenue. And this is a strategy, uh, this, this element in particular is, is, is a strategy that can only be implemented if you've built your own creative licensing team as Seeker has. So you made a few references to the value add um, of, of the team and the proposition. So when we go back to the boring basics of, uh, of investments, that is, uh, can you just summarize how you make money out of this idea in, in a few sentences? We're generating value and generating returns for our investors through three basic elements. First of all, it's the, um, the, the cash yield or the, the revenue that's generated from the use of the music. So each year, we generate about 8% of the catalog's value or an 8% return just from uh, uh, the physical sales of songs, the downloads of songs, uh, radio use or passive streaming, uh, the revenue that's generated from the active streamers like Spotify, and also from the, the synchronization or the licensing of songs for film and television and, and online media. So that's, a, that's a, a very attractive cash yield that comes to the assets, very stable cash flow from, 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 from the copyrights. 
Um, in addition to that, um, we think we're generating uh, capital appreciation, which comes from that portfolio effect that I described earlier. So this is where we're buying much smaller catalogs, so catalogs under 10 million in value, which tend to trade at about 10 times or 12 times historic earnings. Uh, and then we roll those up over time into a much more diversified portfolio. And the target is to get to sort of 100 million of assets by the end of this year. And then once you're at that sort of 100 million size, you know, recent transactions in the market have illustrated that the portfolios start trading at 18 to 20 times. So you can see that sort of value uh, pickup or multiple pickup that you get from building a diversified, much larger portfolio from very small individual um, catalogs. Um, and then finally, the third element that we that, that, that generates value for our investors is through the management company itself. So the creation of Seeker, the creation of a new business with um, uh, industry experts, uh, creatives, um, people who are sourcing and actively managing music uh, in itself is a valuable thing once you've proven that it can deliver the returns that we're targeting. So those three elements together, we feel, you know, provide a really interesting return for investors. That, that's very helpful. Much clearer idea now on how the, the value is delivered to investors. Um, now, you mentioned earlier about uh, strategic planning for, uh, for the strategy, long-term planning. So we mentioned the fact that the Seeker has already purchased a few catalogs. I know that there are a few additional purchases in the pipeline. What is the longer term strategy for, for Seeker? Well, there are, there are two approaches that you can take to the long term strategy here. Um, there's, the, there's the roll up of the smaller catalogs, which we've, which we've spoken about, into a much larger diversified portfolio. Uh, and then there's the long term management of a diversified portfolio with its very sort of stable cash flows. And, and those two approaches give you sort of both of them give you options for future growth. So with the case of the, the roll-up and creating diversified portfolios, you can run a process of rolling up uh, 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 portfolio one, um, selling that portfolio into the market, and then repeating the process. So getting that sort of uh, value creation, that multiple uplift by building a much larger portfolio and then selling it on to institutional investors. And then just starting the process again, using your management team to build up another portfolio, portfolio two. Um, you can also um, uh, create sort of long-term growth opportunities um, for the strategy if you, if you decide to focus on the long-term management of the assets. So we might choose to roll up a, a range of portfolios, much larger portfolios. And rather than sell those into the market, we could retain them and manage them for stable income. And you know, this is a, an asset class that can provide very regular dividends to investors. So we've got both of those options when it comes to long-term growth. Okay, last question. And this is the one where you have to be really honest with me. I will be honest with you first. If I had to invest in music, I would need to enroll the help of my daughter because otherwise the portfolio would be only made of Bruce Springsteen songs. So the question is, do you ask for the final sign-off from uh, your kids before making an investment? 
Um, no, I mean, it, it, it's, I understand your point. It is, it is hard to stay in touch with um, uh, what's cool in music, um, but that's not, that, that's not something we do. We've, we've got a, a very, very experienced executive team and creative team that um, brings their career's worth of experience in the industry to, to, to target the assets and evaluate the assets and decide what's appropriate for the, for the portfolio. Um, you know, in addition, we can rely on the board and the investment committee, which again is full of um, very, very experienced industry people. Um, and then the other element here is the fact that Seeker really focuses on older evergreen songs, songs that really provide stable income. Um, and so it's not so much about kind of picking the uh, songs that are going to be uh, popular or, or chart successes necessarily. These are the sort of old number ones from 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago where income is very, very stable. An interesting, an interesting point here, which is, which is, um, is worth mentioning, is the sampling of songs. So we have a lot of songs in the catalog, um, which are iconic R&B and hip hop songs, uh, where samples are, are, are used in, in, in new versions and, and, and new songs that are released. And there've been a number of examples um, in Seeker's history where, you know, those samples have, have, have found themselves in new chart hits, you know, really con contemporary um, new songs. And, you know, when that happens, yeah, my kids do think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Probably my daughter would as well. So listen, Andrea, I thank you for your time. This was uh, very insightful and uh, very interesting. So thanks again and uh, have a good day. This podcast is for investment professionals only. For further information, please view the notes which accompany this episode.